Hey, what's up everybody? Thanks for tuning in to episode 10 of the X-Button Gaming Podcast. I uh, can't believe it's already been 10 episodes, but hey, so far so good. I've been having a lot of fun with it, and hopefully you are too. Um, in this episode, it was kind of a fun one because I had an opportunity to talk to a guest who is not much of a gamer, and I felt like that would be an interesting change of pace. So hopefully uh, you enjoy our conversation, and there's something that, you, it, whether you are a gamer or not, something you can take from it. Um, there is a small hiccup with the audio towards the end of it um, where we had an issue and I couldn't figure out how to fix the uh, the little issue there. So if it sounds weird in the last couple of minutes, um, that's why. But hopefully you don't even notice. So anyways, um, I hope you enjoy the episode and remember to follow me at XButtonGaming on Instagram and XButtonGaming1 on Twitter. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of the X-Button Gaming Podcast. For tonight's episode, I have with me here my friend Ethan. How are you doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. Good. Pretty thanks good. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Are you excited to be here? I am excited to be at my home. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for kidnapping me. Yeah. Putting me on the road whether I wanted to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're coming by. No, well, thanks for opening up your place. Yeah. Um, so to get started, let's give people a little backstory on Ethan and Chris. Do you happen to remember the first time we met? No, I, uh, basically you just, I think you were just dating Jasmine and she was in our hall and yeah, about it. Yeah. I, I re- you were, <laughs> and then you popped up out of nowhere when I started dating Kenna. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I remember you being, you were a kid. Yeah. So like I remember you. I remember thinking Chunk you're always in <laughs> I don't that's remember thinking that. Kid. But that's a, that's a chunky little kid. No, I definitely don't remember thinking that. I would have been a hypocrite if I did. Um but I remember thinking you were a nice nice. But yeah, it wasn't until you started dating McKenna, who was basically my niece, where we were able to start to get to know each other better. Yeah. So and it's been fun. I mean, so that's kinda we're we're pseudo related now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're 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 around now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been been fun getting to know you more. But none, I definitely appreciate having you on here. It was nice to see that you even wanted to be. Yeah, definitely. So I was excited for it. Well, good because you're here. So yeah, can't go nowhere. <laughs> Whether you wanted to be or not, you're here. There's a lot of chords. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, you know the format. We always start off with talking about what we've been playing. Um, so Ethan, what have you been playing recently? Well, I just started again playing games probably about a couple weeks ago so what i got on my list is a game that's been out for a really long time captain toad treasure track tracker mm-hmm. it came out in 2014 it's kind of just a puzzle game i always found it fun i like mario and all the characters so toad was fun so yeah. i started playing that i really liked that game it was uh so i don't know if you knew this but it originally started as like a mini game or like a slight side level on mario 3d world oh and that's like, I always thought it that was one of my favorite parts on that game. Yeah. And then, yeah, then they released its own game and I, I played it when it came out. I love puzzle games. Yeah. So it was like one that like first games that we got on the switch when me and Mason both got it. Um, and Mason was really into video games. So he knew what games to get. I didn't know nothing. So I'm like, I'll get Toad. So <laughs> I like Toad. He's cool. Yeah. He's short. Let's do it. <laughs> so Yeah. So start playing that one. That one's really fun. Um, Actually, one that I've been playing a lot lately, I actually got Kenna really into it too. It's called Baba Is You. This one came out in March of 2019, so a couple years old. 
it's another puzzle game where you're a sheep and you basically move rocks so you can get to this green square, basically. Very simple until you start playing, like, game more into it. Then the levels get harder and harder. So it's been a lot of fun, that one, too. Oh, cool. So, like, you said you move blocks around. So is the point, like, kind of you have to get the block to the end of the level or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So you're just, like, certain blocks do certain things. And, like, once you move them, um, if you move them a certain way, you might not be able to move them again. So it just kind of depends on, like, how you move them, really. Okay. And, like, they all do different things. Some you can go through. Some, like, can go underwater. Some explode. So just depends what you do. So That sounds cool. I like, like I said, I like puzzle games. I remember hearing about that one. Yeah. But, I, I mean, like, it's got such a strange name. That exactly. That's why I recognize it. Yeah. It, it got, like, awards because it, like, got put out. The release date was 2019, but they put out, like, I guess... Um, early development copies back in like 2017 and so that's when it started getting some tractions it won some awards for what it was early on and that's when they put out the extended version so huh. i googled all these games <laughs> like two hours ago so this is why i <laughs> know this it's stuff fresh. <laughs> yeah it's fresh it's right there <laughs> no that's cool i'm glad that you found a couple of fun puzzle games um have yeah. you been playing anything else um i actually shortly before you got here i slapped on kenna's um oculus i've been playing darth vader vader immortal oh i still have not played that it's pretty insane <laughs> like i know i was like knocking the oculus for a little bit just because i tried playing a couple levels that she gave me and i was always getting super frustrated because i couldn't figure out how to climb a ladder <laughs> i was ready to destroy it just because i couldn't figure it out but once i was able to restart it from the beginning and actually know what i'm doing it was so much fun you're able to look around you're in space once they like shoot you into like hyperspace and like you're zooming, you feel like you're gonna fall. So it's really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love Star Wars, as you know, and probably most of the listeners know at this point. So it's kind of a shame I still haven't played it yet. Um, I actually intended I intend to play it really soon because I've been putting it off. I did, and I say I haven't played it. I did play the first level. Yeah. at a friend's house, and I loved it. I honestly VR in itself, I just think is really cool. It's crazy how like you any game really like but i gravitated towards the darth vader one because i also like star wars too but any game or anything you really do in it it's insane how like graph how the graphics look and it's like you're in real life which i guess that was the point of it but <laughs> it's it lives up to this name yeah yeah. It's just amazing how far we've come that, that we can basically be in the game now. Yeah. Ready. Being in Star Wars was a dream. <laughs> yeah. Ready Player One's coming really fast. <laughs> I know. I can't wait till I can have my own machine that I run on to make myself run in the game. I know. Get exactly. in shape. Uh -huh. Can't <laughs> wait time. to fill game punch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the future is now. Yeah, I want to feel it. <laughs> I'm bruised and I love it. All right. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, those are the major three that I usually been kind of shifting through so i would say those are my top three if yeah. if you had to pick a favorite out of the three i think i know what it is but what's your favorite of the three right now right now it's gotta be the vader immortal it's insane how like real it feels and how real everything looks so yeah, I, even though i don't really get it i'm still like <laughs> struggling like they they're yelling at me to flip some switches i'm like i'm trying so i want to flip the switch I swear. <laughs> yeah he's coming right towards me so yeah. that seems like the easy contender and and especially in a vr game when it's based off a license you like and it's not just a game it's an experience yeah like uh -huh. it's kind of hard to beat that exactly so, no that makes sense yeah well i'm glad that you've had things that you've been playing that you've been enjoying and uh 
we'll get into it later, but hopefully we can uh, introduce you to some more stuff too that you might like to play in the future. Sweet. Um, so I feel like in most episodes, I always have like three, three or four new things I've been playing. And the bad thing about that is I never finish any of them. <laughs> That's not totally true. I finished some, but you know, out of those, I'm not finishing all of them. I finished maybe one of them and the rest get put on the back burner. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, these last couple of weeks I have not been playing a lot. Mm, let me rephrase that. I haven't been playing a lot of new stuff. Okay. So I've been kind of stuck on Pokemon Legends Arceus still. Um, which I, we just had the whole expansion kind of review episode that we did. Um, but I've been playing that. I just, it is really fun. Like, really? I, I know we've talked about it. You weren't really a Pokemon fan, but there's just something about having grown up a Pokemon fan, like being able to run around a world and see Pokemon in their natural habitat kind of thing. And be, like, and feel like the thrill of trying to catch something that you have no right catching because it's way stronger than you are like a good trainer yeah and then like actually like succeeding by sneaking up on it and using the right ball the right technique yeah i don't know i'm just really enjoying that game Did i will come out fairly recently or the end of january oh okay really so recently it's only a couple weeks old so it's not from 2014 no <laughs> it's super new um but yeah i've been really enjoying it i won't waste a lot of time talking about it since there was a whole episode where we talked about it yeah um and other than that the only other thing i kind of got back into was a few episodes ago I think when I was with Justin, I talked about a game called Jump Force. Okay. Which is like, it's basically a bunch of different, of the different shonen anime characters mixed into like a fighting game. And it's, uh, the game recently announced, I think I mentioned back then that it was, they were going to stop selling the game and close down the servers towards the end of the year. So I kind of wanted to play it while I still could. Um, I'm also a trophy hunter. Do you know what? I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. That's when you kind of get, you want to get all the, like those little awards, right? But yeah. Like yeah. the achievements. Yeah. See, I passed the level. I'm like, I'm moving on. <laughs> so I'm not going to go collect 70 coins. See, and that's, that's a normal, healthy way to play games. Yeah. Um, I don't play games like a nor normal, healthy person. <laughs> I'm playing a game that I probably wouldn't play very much on a normal basis and wanting to get all of the trophies in it mm -hmm. just because at the end of the year, you will never be able to do so again. And well, there's yeah. this weird mm -hmm. tick inside of me that because I like anime and because I like, and this game is fun enough and I like trophies, I have to be one of the people that has all these trophies before the game stops being yeah. uh, able to access them. So maybe that's a little mental. I'm not going to deny that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but me and uh, one of my buddies have, he also had it. So we basically are helping just play with each other online just a little bit each day to unlock as many of those like trophies and get better at the game. And I'm actually having more fun with it now that I'm getting good at it. And good's not the right word now that I'm getting better at it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still far from good at that game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not one. good at fighting games. Yeah. But I wish I was because I'm very much so amazed at people who are. I know it's pretty. Yeah. We're going to get more into it later, but I think when you find someone who's really good at some of these fighting games, I'm like, I don't even really, I love TV. So this is like new TV to me. I'd rather just watch you play. I don't need a turn. So. <laughs> right? I, I, unfortunately, I actually can't say that that is me because I do prefer to play. Yeah. But when somebody's real, like you said, when somebody's really good at something, yeah. it is hard to just not be impressed. Mm -hmm. um, I've gone to like at different, at, like packs and other events. Like I've watched people play and sometimes it's just like, how are you so good at this? Like, I'm not even good at this good at the best game, the game I'm best at. <laughs> yeah. So I, there's a lot of respect to be had there. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, only other thing I'm kind of, I've kind of gone back just talking Pokemon again. 
<laughs> I kind of went back to Pokemon Leaf Green, which is an old Game Boy Advance one. Cool. And I'm working on something real dorky called a Ribbon Journey. I'm not going to get into it right now. Ooh. Um, Dorkier than trophies. <laughs> yes. It's worse than trophies. And more, and <laughs> Everyone gets a ribbon. <laughs> yeah. No, not everyone. <laughs> Just this one. Mm. Long story short, there in the game, there are certain things that you can do that give you a ribbon. And certain ribbons are only accessible in old games. And I want to basically bring a Pokemon all the way back from as far as you can and get all of these ribbons and then bring it into the current games. Um, like I said, super dorky. But <laughs> I like Pokemon. And so that's just something I nice. started. I was working on it about a year ago and I got distracted, but I'm working on it again. And as to why, I will get into in a little bit in the news. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to segue right into that. Um, clean segue. Just clean segue. Mm-hmm. In the news section, we have a couple of points we both wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, so I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, probably to me, what was the biggest news item this uh, week or this, in the last couple of weeks, but I think it was this week, is that Nintendo's announced that they are closing down the 3DS and Wii U eShop. I did see that. And so... <laughs> Didn't know what it meant, but aside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll explain it to you. Okay. Basically, the eShop is where you can download games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might mean like Mario Kart 8 or Mario Kart 7 on the 3DS. If you don't want to buy it physically, you could download it there. So that's not that big of a deal because you can still buy those games physically and you can still play them on your console even when those shops are shut down. Where this really does hurt is there are a lot of games that are only accessible through the eShop. Hmm. Um, so I read an article. Somebody did basically a deep dive into the 3DS and the Wii U eShop. And they have compiled a list of almost a thousand games that once the shop, this shop throws... Oh my God this shop closes down, mm-hmm. these games will be completely inaccessible. They Whoa. are not released on any other platform. You, There's just will be no way to play them as of right now. Um, that's kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all that work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. These people who put all this time into this game, uh, maybe they've moved on from it and they're not even really thinking about it. I'm not yeah. going to claim to know, but just like there's, there's going to be all of this history there, all of these hours of possibly quality, some not quality video games that just will be dead. They'll be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, are these games that people might already own though too? Yeah. And, um, to be fair, I don't know for a fact if when the eShop closes down, that means you can't access anything you've already bought. My guess would be from my understanding you won't be able to access it again. That's crazy. Um, Some money that I spent on a game, I can't access that. Is that because servers get shut down? Because they're or? shutting down that server. Um, oh, yeah. I'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that's one of my issues with digital and why I have so much trouble going all digital. Yeah. Um, to me, one of the biggest, like, I don't know, disappointments about this or, um, I don't know, yeah, why, what makes it so disappointing is the 3DS is only... It came out in 2011, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2012? Right in there. 2011, I think. Yeah. And the Wii U came out in 2013. These systems are only about 10 years old. Yeah. That's not that old. No. <laughs> that's not... It, it seems kind of ridiculous for a console that's only 10 years old. There's a lot of people out there that probably still play ma- ma- the majority of their gaming on a 3DS or a Wii U. Yeah. It's not hard to believe that. Yeah. But Nintendo's just got decided. Xbox 360 in there still. <laughs> yeah, so it would be like if Microsoft shut down the Xbox 360 store now. Yeah. Um, and last year, you, I don't know if you know this, but last year Sony was going to do the same thing with the PS3 and the Vita. Mm. Um, and in comparison, the PS3 came out in 2006, 
And the Vita came out in about 2011. So we're looking at a 16-year-old console and an 11-year-old console. The Vita still seems too new to me, but easily. But the PS3 is at its kind of at its life expectancy. It almost yeah. makes sense that they would do that. But the fan backlash made them step back on it. Mm. And they were like, we are going to do some things, but we will leave the shops open. Like, obviously, people still want it. Yeah. I wish Nintendo would do something like that and ba- realize that this is too soon. But yeah. I also know Nintendo well enough to know that they probably have made up their mind and mm-hmm. these shops are closing down. Yeah. Um, and the only reason this segues into that Pokemon thing and why I'm working on that ribbon journey again is the only way you could trade Pokemon from that far back to modern games is with an eShop app called the Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Transfer or something like that. So once that eShop is gone, you can no longer bring Pokemon from that far back. So it basically made me have to expedite something I kind of planned on doing just on a here and there basis yeah (laughs) i have a horror story as to why i slowed down in the first place Mm -hmm. but that's for another episode maybe (laughs) a more pokemon themed episode but nonetheless i don't know they're closing down the eShop. 20 march 2023 is the closing date kind of just kind of depressing but so uh, fast too (laughs) yeah next month uh well 2023 oh okay we have a year so a little bit um but i mean so it's nice that they gave us that much notice but it still just feels like too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's still really quick. <laughs> the 10-year anniversary of the Wii U, which I guess the Wii U didn't sell that well, but... Yeah. Say la vie. Yeah, that's too bad. So um, you had a news item you wanted to... I did. So I'm trying not to get too much into the main topic, but basically I've never looked up any news about video games ever, unless it came <laughs> on my feed somehow following other nerdy stuff, but... You gave me a couple websites to look up, and you said, pick any articles that really stood out to you. So, here's my first topic. It comes from Japan. It's a story from Japan, and I'm just going to start reading you the headliner, and then I have some questions to ask you. The headliner is, pro pro gamer fired after saying short men don't have human rights. (laughs) What? The Tekken Esport Pro made this peculiar remark during an cyclops athlete gaming stream so my two questions to you have you heard of this article yet no and second why do you hate short people (laughs) (laughs) i mean as a as a slightly above average height person i it's just because you think you're better than (laughs) i guess so well i'm only like i'm very so going into the article you read this professional tekken player which is basically i guess it's a fighting game Mm -hmm. i've never heard of it or anything like that tekken was like the first big 3d fighter um so street fighter okay 2d Mm -hmm. fighter tekken was the first one where you had kind of an arena it wasn't the first one but it was the first one that really took off okay See, and this is exposing me so very fast. Uh, <laughs> I know almost nothing, but this is why I'm here. So anyway, she remarked she made about men's height during a live stream. Um, Cyclops Athlete Gaming competes. So they do like PUBG, Call of Duty, uh, Rainbow Siege, other fighting games like Tekken. They do these live streams for them. So during this, this um, I'm trying to find her name. Her name is Takana. So February 15th stream, she said men who are under 5'6.9 inches don't have human rights. <laughs> she added they should look into getting bone lengthening surgery. According to a headline, the average height for men in Japan is 5 feet 7.2 inches. So not that far off. So yeah. 
Yeah, so the reason why I brought this up, though, it's it's made during a gaming stream, so it's still gaming-related. It is. But this obviously sparked a bunch of controversy. Some people, they brought up that in Japanese, the word for human right is jinkin. Um, I'm sure that some of our other friends that speak Japanese, they actually know how to pronounce that, but that's how I'm pronouncing it, is jinkin. Good to me. Yeah, and so the gaming... But in gaming paralysis is what the article is saying. Jenkin refers to an item or character that all players need to have. So this sparked a debate that in basically people were saying that it's slain. That it could just be a joke that was bad, basically. Oh, okay. But that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. It would be really weird it's on a pretty, live stream to well, say something so offensive. Yeah, especially you just told me it's a fighting game. I don't really get why she'd be talking about men's height and like why <laughs> it's so important to her. But the article goes on. This is almost done, but this this sparked so much interest in me. <laughs> Just I want to know if someone hates me in Japan. So <laughs> anyways, in a now deleted tweet, they wrote, it was pointed out that my speech uh, contained hate speech. That was not my intention. She just poorly expressed her love of tall people. She did apologize, <laughs> but it was hardly the kind of formal apology that's become expected in Japan, is what the article says. Hmm. So sounds like either she didn't mean it or she meant it and is just backtracking a little bit. Yeah. But either way, that's just a real weird thing to say. And which it gets even crazier because after all this, um, her so she's sponsored by the Cyclops lane or is on Cyclops. Um, they have like a laundry list of sponsors. It looks like one of them, just some of them, it's like Alienware, Red Bull. So like major sponsors that oh, yeah. like sponsors, um, they're gaming. Um, all those were scrubbed for her page like immediately after. And then it goes on to say sponsors don't want any controversy, even if it seems, um, that it could be minor or blown, blown out of proportion. Uh, Cyclops later announced it had terminated Takuna's contract. So she's out because <laughs> she said that she doesn't like short people. Short people unite. Yeah, exactly. So one of the reasons why I brought this up too, this isn't really uncommon where live streams are fairly common now. Mm -hmm. And usually they say stuff that's dumb that they wish they could get taken back. Yeah, but most of those people have 50 viewers. <laughs> yeah exactly um when you're a major person like this with sponsors my question to you do you think it's good that these sponsors backed out of this takuna's i guess backing i i so as a general rule of thumb i try not to get into uh controversial stuff because i'm just not looking to get in arguments um but on the podcast at least but in this case if she was being serious, a hundred percent, if she, yeah. if it was meant, if, I mean, even as a joke, it's kind of mean, but like, I don't know. It sounded like she w was being serious. Like even when she apologized, it sounded, made it sound like in the article, like she didn't really apologize that sincerely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you should have to be penalized for that. But even, even that aside, when you sign up for this kind of, once you have, when you're doing anything and you have sponsors and you're a celebrity of sorts, you want whether it should be this the way or this way or not you are held to a different standard and i would think just the general rule of thumb you should just not be stupid <laughs> yeah and think before you talk i don't know yeah so, i thought that's what popped up at me where i thought this was an interesting article going into it actually reading it 
sounds like it wasn't a huge deal, but like you were saying, once you get like major sponsors like that, you need to censor almost everything that yeah. you say. You just gotta be smart. Yeah, if you make a dumb joke, you made a dumb joke, but you should really watch out for those dumb jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was my first bit of news. My rest of news actually have to do a lot with video games. So Okay. Um, you wanna give another one now or you want me to uh sure just because like we recently just it this one goes along with your last bit of news about nintendo shutting down the e-store and why people aren't i guess huge fans of i guess what do you call them like um online or cloud games where you're not having a physical copy yeah um i was just reading another thing that popped up today was people are saying kingdom hearts familiar with the game mm-hmm. very much so <laughs> okay good fans say the switch cloud ports suck <laughs> and so it's basically going into that same thing where kingdom hearts started they released um their game that's able to be available on the switch now this seemed appealing to many people because they could bring it on the, the go s- yeah the switch that's what it's really known for that people were really excited for that actually reading for it people are saying like it's choppy you can barely play the game there's no it's it's unplayable is what people are saying right now yeah so uh, uh, just real sorry i was really stuttering there um <laughs> are you familiar with cloud gaming no so cloud gaming and why i'm not a huge fan of it is basically unlike when i was talking about the eShop, when you're on the eShop and you buy something usually you download it right to your console and you at least own it on that console so um that's one thing cloud gaming is something that's only kind of come up in the last handful of years and that is you are paying for it but it's never on your console you're streaming it from a server somewhere else Mm. um usually it's held aside for games that are like the switch common more commonly does it with games that are too powerful um a good example of this would have been control control was a ps4 and xbox one game that came out towards the end of their life cycle that was super strong like super powerful very graphic intensive really overclocked the systems um just because it was just a very complex game the switch could never in a million years play control um but to bring it to the console they did it via cloud yeah um for that kind of game sure it makes sense but you have to have a great internet connection or else you will have just like you read there choppy mediocre gameplay the Mm -hmm. weird thing i kind of talked about this in the um nintendo direct episode the expansion episode we just did but the weird thing about the kingdom hearts games is they're not that old or they're not (laughs) that new i meant um they're pretty old except for the third one which is even six years old i think Mm -hmm. and even at that these games are not graphically intensive. They didn't push their hardware on the consoles they were on. Even looking at pictures, yeah, you can really see it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just odd that they chose cloud gaming. So yeah, I I played the Kingdom Hearts games when they came out in the mid two thousands. Um, Kingdom Hearts three, I never finished because I kind of got bored. Sad to say, but um, I just don't. Yeah, I don't think cloud service is the way to play them. No, and that's kind of like what people were saying, and even like. How they basically end the article, they say it's tempting to pick up these for the Switch, for that main point you can bring on the go, but then you're still looking at $90 for that amount for a game that you can't play, where you can still buy um, all of the the all-in-one package off the PlayStation Store for 100 bucks. The only difference is you're not on the go. So for me, that was the biggest thing that really stood out for me, where... I know it sounds at least from what I've been the few articles that I was reading throughout today and yesterday, 
lots of games are wanting more of that cloud version of it, or at least being able to play games on the on the go. But it sounds like there's still a way to go before it's better. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm not a tech wizard at all, but I just me neither. <laughs> as of right now, cloud. That's why gaming, I'm here. <laughs> as of right now, cloud gaming just seems like it's a way up, ways off. So yeah. I'm not sure I understand why you would want it unless you know you have a great internet uh, connection. But even at that, for the Switch, that takes away the on-the-go aspect of it because you don't have internet access True. everywhere you go. So Yeah. So once it's... Okay, so this is just side question. So cloud ports aren't the same as like buying something off the eShop. So even though they're both like you don't have a physical copy, one's Wi-Fi, I guess, base, you still need internet. The other one's like a downloaded copy, right? Yeah. So the okay. downloaded one, if you lost internet or on the Switch or on the go, yeah. you can still play that one. In you own it, even mm-hmm. though it's a digital copy. Cloud one, even though you've paid for it and you do own it, um, you don't have internet, you can't play it. Interesting. So yeah, which is just kind of, I don't know. I can see there being a place for it, but I don't understand it um, across the board. Like yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's inter- I hadn't read much on it, so it is yeah. interesting to see that the common consensus right now is just don't bother. Yeah, it was pretty crazy because it says even like hardcore fans who's been with this game for forever, basically, they love playing it. They're telling you not to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So, which is it is really too bad because even when the Switch was coming out, this was one of the games people were asking for right away because mm. it seemed doable. It seemed yeah. like Kingdom Hearts. They're just not that. They're not that uh, powerful, it, graphically extensive. They don't run their hardware over. It seemed like an easy port. So, But instead, we got it five years later, and we got a cloud version. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just odd. Um, so I had a, another news article. Um, this kind of fits more into... Um, it's gaming, but it's more into like the collecting aspect of it. Because, um, as you know, I'm really big into game collecting. Mm-hmm. So in Nebraska of all places. Oh yeah. Somebody found a, they bought a storage unit. I didn't look into all the backstory, uh, but they had, they bought a storage unit that was packed full of, of games. Mm -hmm. The majority of them factory sealed. Hmm. And this is games from the SNES, Sega CD, Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, the 3DO. Going back. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All mid nineties consoles, but there's a lot of, there's for some of these are so hard to find now. First off, they're worth a lot of money because of that. Um, second off, it's gonna it's going to fluctuate the market maybe a little bit depending on how many they found. Um, I didn't get I watched the video um, and they didn't really they kind of skimmed over the boxes. It seemed like they did find a lot of like sports titles, Madden stuff mm-hmm. like that, which even sealed just isn't worth that much. Yeah, it's not a great find. Um, I mean, it's still cool. I would still be excited if I bought a storage unit and found a box full of old sports games that were sealed. Yeah. Um, just history wise. Just, just history wise, and it would be kind of fun to have a couple of those in the collection just for the heck of it. Yeah. But those are not prize items. Those are things you can still find on eBay pretty easily. Yeah. Because there's just there was just a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. But some of the more, um, like the more Grail type items that they found in here um, were they found a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja, Nin- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Four <laughs> Turtles in Time. Yeah. Um, which was an awesome game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play it a lot. It was an arcade game. Okay. And um, James and Jordan actually had it on their Super Nintendo, and we used to play it a lot. It was a fun four-player beat-em-up type game. Nice. <laughs> um, so, that was a, so that was a cool find, worth over 1400 bucks in sealed condition. 
uh, Final Fantasy 3, which um, to my shame is one of the only Final Fantasies I still haven't played. And it's supposed to be one of, if not the best, Final Fantasy. And if Darren ever listens to this, you have every right to be disappointed. <laughs> um, but they found a sealed copy of that. Um, Sunset Riders, which is another kind of really rare game. Um, it was just, I think it was Natsume. Anyway, just not a, it was towards the end of the console cycle. There's not a lot of copies out there. So that was a huge find. Um, but the biggest, the biggest one they found in there, even though it's not the rarest, it's still in, a, in this condition, sealed condition. It was the, pro, at least what they showed was the grail of their collection or the grail of this find was Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo. Hmm. Um, Chrono Trigger sealed is easily worth over 2,500 bucks. What? Um, yeah. So that was a find. What is this game? <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> so Chrono Trigger. If it's not Mario, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite games. Okay. I, Chrono Trigger is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a Super Nintendo RPG. And what made it, there's a couple of things, there's quite a few things that kind of made it uh, fantastic. But one of the things was it was made by three very big wigs in the video, well, just in the industry period. Um, I, I'm spacing on his name, but the creator of Final Fantasy. Um, obviously, there's a lot of clout there. Um, Nobuyo Yamutsu, who is the uh, composer of all the Final Fantasy soundtracks and also mm-hmm. a lot of other video game soundtracks, basically uh, a, a genius when it comes to writing music, especially yeah. for video games. Uh-huh. And then um, the one you may be familiar with, Akira Toriyama okay. of Dragon Ball fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they took... Basically, three extremely well-known people um, in, in the Japanese communities, but also worldwide at this point. And uh, they basically made a powerhouse of a video game. And then Chrono Trigger was unique at the time. For one, it was a video game basically all about time travel. Um, you started off in like a... It wasn't like a modern day. It was like a... I don't know. Kind of like... I don't have a good example for what time period it was. It was an interesting time period. But then you travel through time to the prehistoric ages to the deep future, to the dark ages, um, basically doing all this, trying to stop the destruction of the universe. Um, And I'm not going to give much away, but the cast of characters that you get is just extremely compelling. The gameplay is very fun turn-based where you actually have some really cool combos that you can pull off with different characters, depending on which characters are in your party at that time. And just the music, fantastic. The art, fantastic. It was just a home run of a game. A lot of people have this as their favorite RPG of all time. So cool. it's a fantastic game. Yeah, that's insane. So a, a great find. Yeah. <laughs> so Anything I, that's worth 2500 you said? Yeah. Yeah, that's still a pretty dang good find. That's a, yeah. I mean, if they're going to sell it, then, you know, that's a great find. If they're going to keep it, it's a great, it's a fantastic yeah. find. Uh-huh. To me, finding something like that, I would hold on to it because, oh, yeah. and I'd get it boxed and protected because yeah. it's just, you don't, that's a once in a lifetime find yeah. that you don't pay for at oh, least yeah. at that price. Mm-hmm. So you've seen all the stuff lying around the apartment, whether it's been comics or records or old clothes. I like hoarding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably end up hoarding it for a while. Hoarding is fun. It's fun to look oh, at. Yeah. Oh like yeah. Like that metal Sonic that I can see right here. Yep. Shout out Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you had another news item? Yeah, I got one more, one major one, and then like one really quick minor one. Um, but the the longer one was Ubisoft emphasizes its independence amid a wave of gaming acquisitions. Oh, I didn't so, read that. Yeah, so it was pretty interesting because you did an episode a, while, a couple episodes back, or at least it was part of an episode where you're talking about all these other major gaming companies buying up other gaming 
properties. So Microsoft buying Activision, uh, Take Two Interactive buying. I'm literally reading the article. So if none of this makes sense, (laughs) you know, so far so good. Okay, cool. Buying Zenga. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then Sony buying Bungie. So some major, I guess, major titles getting bought, major companies getting bought, and going for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But What's been crazy is, or what people have been asking, shareholders specifically, they're grilling Ubisoft executives and asking basically what's next. Are you looking to get acquired? Are you looking to acquire other properties? What are you doing? And it was a long article. Um, I skimmed it. But they have a very big um, catalog court. Uh, currently even like i don't play none of these games but just you know the names once you say like assassin's creed far yeah far cry and many many more it just keeps going they have a big catalog right now and basically what it came down to they're not looking to get bought by anyone they're not looking to buy anybody they have other games are coming out soon they're coming out with a avatar game uh mario rabids sparks of hope um rocksmith have you heard of that one almost it's a guitar looked, yeah it looked like guitar here i thought that looked cool so i was like yeah. sweet i might the, check it out excuse me yeah there was a rocksmith game like 10 years ago oh, really? well, it, you could actually use a real guitar oh um, oh I, okay i didn't know they were making a new one yeah so that's kind of cool yeah so they got a new one and apparently there's word that they're coming out with a star wars game possibly or there's I, word you of know, it i had heard that i forgot yeah. about that because it got washed over by the fact that ea is doing three but yeah I think so, ubisoft announced one a while ago yeah so that's why it's like that one's i saw that one was like a tba so there, it's no real news on it yet but even that that sparked my interest but even like reading over it basically how the article ends they feel it wouldn't be a good opportunity to try to get acquired or acquire other games that they're fine just kind of being their own thing they have a good catalog they're fine selling their games to those three major properties all three major consoles and having their games available which i thought that was a really smart move if you have the catalog why do you want i guess boss man over your shoulder or making rules where you can only work with this um company it just leaves a lot of doors open it ties their hands a little bit um i don't i appreciate hearing that like i said i hadn't heard that um, and the fact is, like you mentioned, Ubisoft has a big catalog. And at that, I would say at this point, they are probably the biggest developer other than EA that is not acquired. Really? Um, I say that lightly because I might be forgetting somebody. But as far as like big titles that are basically popular worldwide. Yeah. Because um, Square Enix would probably be close to that big, but a lot of their titles are a little like they're not, they're big in Japan. And they're decently big here, but they're not worldwide. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of nice to hear that they're just content with what they're doing. Yeah. Which, and, again, not to cut you off or no, anything. I'm, I'm not a... I don't know much about this whole gaming war right now where everyone's buying everybody. Could be a horrible move. <laughs> but I also just like it where it's like, no, they're, not, they're fine right now. And I like... I think it is at least smart. You're leaving your doors open to go to three different options. Yeah. For sure, and they probably make more money that way. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's cool. I'm glad to hear. I was, I was, I mentioned it. I think both of the last episodes that I was a little nervous that all these acquisitions might start scaring people into being acquired. You know, by scaring Sony into making more acquisitions and just kind of, and that doesn't, 
that can just hurt the gamer, generally speaking, the people that don't want to buy multiple consoles. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that not everybody's looking to be acquired. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure if the right price point comes around, mm-hmm. you know, any, everybody has a price. Oh, yeah, for so sure. I never in a million years would have thought Activision Blizzard would have been purchased by a company. They were, hmm. I mean, in, they were a $70 billion acquisition for a reason. Oh, my goodness. That was, that was mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah it still is like i still am a little shook when if i, talk I about heard that. about it that's huge <laughs> <laughs> that must have been big yeah <laughs> all right so the last news item i wanted to bring up um and i just want to start it off by saying i'm really not trying to hate on nintendo i love nintendo <laughs> when it comes down to i pl- probably play the most nintendo games out of anything but i just felt like this was news newsworthy because it was just real weird i love hating <laughs> <laughs> so um i don't know did you listen to the you don't have to answer this so we just did a direct episode <laughs> this is awkward. based off of, <laughs> based off of the recent nintendo direct i did listen to it okay mm-hmm. so in that episode we talked about one of the games that was announced was uh, switch sports which is a spin off of yes, wii sports i do remember that okay so that's pretty cool. A lot of people are excited cool. about it. A lot mm-hmm. of people grew up with that game. Yep. A lot first of old... Wii game. <laughs> exactly. Almost everybody's first Wii game. Yeah. It's the reason so many people bought a Wii. Didn't even come with it. Like, yeah. That for, was your first for game. <laughs> at least the first five years. Yeah. It was packaged in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Big deal. Um, so, when they announced that, a lot of people are excited. And still excited. There's no reason not to be. Yeah. Um, now, here's where my little the little article comes in. So, they also announced that they're doing basically a, a, a live... Um, online demo um, where you have access to, I think it was the tennis and the bowling aspects of the game. Uh, three days, I believe it's this weekend, you can play online with, not with friends, but just with whoever. And um, yeah, just gives you an opportunity to play the game. Super cool. Cool. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. Uh-oh. And in this day and age, what I don't understand, they have put on their website or on the, the fine print that by signing up to participate in the online play, I'm reading this verbatim because I knew I'd forget it. <laughs> you agree not to share information about the online play test publicly, including the sharing of screenshots or video footage from the game on social media. Hmm. So this is a weird choice to me because first off, that's not uncommon with a beta, like a beta yeah. test. Uh-huh. But a beta test is usually done behind closed doors. Yeah, um, I've done beta testing and they do make you sign NDAs. But that's because the game is still in beta. Yeah. Or um, sometimes they'll send you links to it, but you still have to sign those. That makes sense because the game is still early. It's weird because this is a widespread worldwide, I assume, demo. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand in this day and age not wanting to share, not wanting people to publicize for you yeah. the game. Even Any if it exposure is good exposure. It, that's what I think. But Nintendo... It's just very strange with their properties and what they want on the internet. Hmm. I don't claim to understand them. <laughs> yeah, I love them dearly. This just seemed like a weird thing. I was actually pretty excited to play it this weekend and post about it. Yeah. Um, but now I can't. <laughs> yeah. Now it doesn't mean Big that brother they. Brother beyond you. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, and there was it said in the article there it does not say anywhere what this means. Does it mean they're going to go on there and force you to take it down? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, does it mean you might be able to get away with it? Maybe. Weird. The point Could, being, I'm just not one to break rules, and obviously I have something I'm working with here, and I don't want to have a bad reputation for breaking rules either. Yeah. Could end um, up being like an Instagram ag- algorithm thing. Yeah. They do that with music and stuff, so right. who it knows? <laughs> could very well be. So yeah. no matter what it is, the fact of the matter is it's their property. They can do whatever they want with it. I don't hate on them for that. I just think it's a weird choice because yeah. it just seems like why not let people advertise for you? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's only... A, a specific uh, 
demographic that watched the direct and are already familiar with this. Yeah. You're um, getting fans of games. You're yeah. not getting me. Exactly. You're not getting everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's what it is. Like I said, their property, their choice. So Interesting. I just thought that was odd. <laughs> cool. Nice. Interesting. My quick minor news item, Crusher Rose Company. Crunchy Roll is coming to the Switch. <laughs> I meant to write that down because I yeah. saw it later. But... I thought that was pretty cool. It's like Netflix still isn't on it, which is a bummer, but can watch Dragon Ball at least. <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch anime and you want to watch it to go on your Switch, you yeah. now have the option. Yeah. I'm always down with watching anime wherever I can. So Yeah, it would encourage me to watch it more, actually. So Remind me to tell you something you should watch. Sweet. Um, okay, so we're going to go ahead and get into the main topic um, for this episode. And um, if you haven't gathered by listening so far in me and Ethan's conversation, Ethan is not the stereotypical gamer that I have on here. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not an idiot. You just aren't a gamer by nature. Um, so when we were talking about the podcast, he was very interested and wanted to come on. And I asked him why. And he said he just wants to, he wants to learn. So what we're going to talk about today is basically just that like how does somebody <laughs> what's that's not... wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> no there's nothing there's plenty of people who aren't gamers and yeah. plenty of people who are not as hardcore as i am and some of my other friends so 100 percent, no judgment because if i did that i would be a hypocrite because people have judged me my whole life for being as into games as i am so that's not the point the point is here just kind of have like a fun conversation with somebody who's not like most of the people i have on the podcast yeah. Um, and in turn, maybe we can, I'm kind of hoping in this discussion too, we can talk about some games that maybe will be of interest of you that maybe you can play in the future. Cool. I'm ready. I got my Metroid shirt on, my Mario shirt on, and you ready to go. You're not a gamer. He is all doled out with gaming gear on. He's ready to go. Full out poser right here. So Ethan, let's go ahead and start off with a very basic question. Mm-hmm. You kind of talked about some of the games you've been playing, but generally speaking, when Ethan does play games, what is the kind of game you gravitate towards? Usually it's and uh, it's weird cuz usually it, it is multiplayer games. I'm usually when I do play games, it ends up being because there's multiple people here and it's like something to do. Social drinker. Oh, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Rock Band. That was probably like one of the earlier games that really got me into it. It was I feel like it was on mostly everybody's list of funnest games to play with a group it was classic so i still play it today (laughs) i love rock band i have so many fond memories of putting together a band and playing through the set list yeah no definitely but if it ends up being like if i am just by myself and i'm like i want to try something different i want to play a game usually what draws me is if i know something at least kind of about it I'm not really one that's going to go out and experiment with like a brand new game or nothing. That's how I got my like, cool Toads on it. Let's go with Toad. <laughs> or even like like the Vader game. I'm like, cool, Star Wars. Like I wasn't really interested in the Oculus, to be honest. I was like, it looked cool. I see Kenna playing it all the time. I threw it on every once in a while. It's fun. But then I'm like, I'm going to try the Darth Vader game. And it's awesome. So... That I would say that's what usually draws me, and I usually have like a background knowledge of something. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's there. I mean, kind of what you just said too is you're like you like something familiar, um, and that comes in the form of IPs a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason why since all the way back on the Atari, things like ET and Star Wars and yeah. whatever else. I mean, Dukes of Hazard. Like, yeah, <laughs> they they make games out of everything mm-hmm. because. 
especially somebody who's not as familiar with a game with games will look at it and be like, "Oh, I like this thing. Yeah. That game looks cool from the back. Maybe I'll give it a try." Yep. Um, luckily, with Star Wars, especially, that's usually been a good thing because yeah. most Star Wars games have been pretty good. It's not always the case. No, yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of games. The, the general consensus is movies based off IPs are terrible. Yeah. But um, that's not a bad basis for like... No. And I've always been, like you were saying too, I've always been like, okay, what's the picture? Books, I'm, books, movies, even other things. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I like the picture. This one has a cool cowboy on it. I'm going to get that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I mean, there's nothing... That's the, Sometimes that's how you find things. Yeah. So earlier we were talking about beer a little bit and how I said I'm not... I like beer. Yeah. I know what I like to drink, but I don't know much about beer. Yep. When I go to the store and I'm looking at like the individual bottles... 90% of the time when I pick something, it's because the label's cool. Oh, yep. That's how, yeah, <laughs> so. that cowboy thing goes back to, that's a true story. I literally got a bottle of whiskey because I wanted to seem manly meeting Kenneth's parents. So <laughs> I picked the one with the cowboy on it. Nice. So nothing more manly than a cowboy. And it was good. So yeah. it's like, hey, when, when? sometimes tell the truth. Yeah. Cowboys equal good. Yeah. They are the good guys. So as a non-gamer, um, let's, the, the next question I kind of had for you is, when you're listening to somebody talk about games, or like in this case, listening to the podcast, uh, what goes through your mind? Um, well, like I was telling even you before the mics actually went on, when the early stuff goes on with the news and you're talking to your guests and you guys know exactly what you're talking about, usually I still listen. I still listen. I listen all the way through. Sometimes I learn stuff and sometimes I'm like, Okay, I'm waiting for the main topic, but <laughs> it's still, I think what pulls me in specifically, I like hearing other people talk about something that really interests them or what they're passionate about. So then that's like the video games or the podcast specifically, if there's multiple people that really like something, I like listening in because maybe I'll learn something. Maybe you guys will mention something that I remember. I can like chime in with it. Obviously not with the podcast, but just in real life too. Because I feel I do the same thing. I can talk about an old t-shirt that's from the 60s and why this small little line's different from like this one that came out two years later and why it's like interesting to me. And I appreciate that. And other people are like, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, but it's, that's always interesting to me. I like hearing people talk about what their interests are. And I feel like it's cool to like something. Yeah, and there's something to be said about passion. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, video games are my main source of interest. Yeah. But I do like when somebody's talking about something, like you were saying, even if I have no in, no idea about it, the, the genuineness behind how much they care about it is um, appealing. Exactly. And I feel like there's a lot of people right now where it almost seems like it's almost cool not to like something. Or you're. it's almost cool to be the person to act like you don't care about something that it doesn't matter. Or it's not cooler. I think that's completely wrong. I think it's way cooler when someone's like completely nerding out on something that the majority of people don't give two rips about. <laughs> I always tell people I'm the guy that knows stuff about will never matter <laughs> in the future. So I always found that's a lot more interesting learning stuff from people that know stuff about something I didn't know. Yeah. I, I agree completely. I uh, when I get into something, not just gaming, just in general. When I get into something, I really get into it, and like yeah. I'll get into the lore of it. So say it's something like Star Wars, which is an example. I've always been into Star Wars, but uh, 
I don't just like the movies. I don't just watch the shows. I've read a lot of the books. Yeah. I play all of the games. I've spent hours on fan sites reading theories and reading background information that I hadn't read before from old comics and stuff. I just, I tend, when I'm really into something, I tend to eat it up. Yeah. Um, to a fault, maybe, because I get too into it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, it's, yeah. No, it's, it's just easy to do, I guess, yeah. for me. So. Well, there's so much now, too. So it's like, it's so much, so easy to get available and yeah, so much, but I've always been like nerd out people, whatever it is. If you like windows, nerd out about windows and tell me why you like this window specifically. Is that just because I work for a window cleaning company? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you scrub? <laughs> oh, I ain't no scrub. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I lost my train of thought. The scrub, the it was scrub. a good reference. Then good I started reference. to think about TLC and it was going all over the place. Um, so, okay, I had a, another question for you. Mm -hmm. So, non-gamer, if you were to be able to ask me any question about gaming, whatever it may be, what would you ask me? Ooh. Or anybody else, but you're here with me, so you're asking me. <laughs> huh, let's see. I guess... Yeah, because I guess there's just major... I see you, and I see, like, bunch, a few of your guests, and specifically Mason, my brother, who... Is the exact opposite who is really into gaming. He's always been into games. He's always been into puzzles and um, figuring how things work, taking things apart, figuring out like why it ticks. He's a completist, I feel like, too. He likes doing that stuff, and that was never me. I'm like, I'll watch every show. I'll complete every season of a show. It was just never games. So I guess what my question would be to you and even to other people who – really find this interesting is i guess what is it what's it with games that really draws games specifically like i know you said you have other interests obviously but what's it with the video games so <laughs> that's a really deep question and we're about to get deep so yeah i hope you guys are ready i'm always this. ready for it <laughs> so for me i can only talk about me specifically i have played games as long as i can remember um my mom will say to her chagrin because she thinks I'm too into it. But you know what? Whatever. I never did drugs. So. <laughs> um, but my whole life, I played video games. And as a kid, it was just kind of a fun... It was the fun thing to do in your downtime. But as I got older... So... I experienced some deaths in my family when I was young. About 12. And for me, video games became an escape. And that's just the, the fact of the matter. I, um, I remember being really young and uh, being by myself and... Basically, when I would be with my friends, I had trouble expressing myself, which you might not guess because I'm pretty open nowadays. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, I was very, very, I had a lot of trouble expressing myself. But when I'd be with my friends and we'd all be sitting there playing a game, I was an open book. We would talk and we'd talk about yeah. everything and it was almost therapeutic. Yeah. As an adult, guess what? Life isn't as easy as you might think. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, it's been one year. It's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, life is hard. And, uh, you know, I'm married now, I have, I work, I have a whole life, but at the end of the day, when things calm down, uh, video games are what help me unwind and help me get my head on straight sometimes. Um, and it's something I've tried, you know, I've explained to Jasmine in the past and other people, I do my best thinking when I'm playing video games. And I know that might seem contradictory to people because people think when you're playing a game, um, you're distracted. It's not true for me. I very much so. It's when I can, 
I if I'm over anxious or stressed, even if I'm playing a game that somebody might think is stressful, I'm playing it. I'm in the zone, but I'm also your mind's my, off something. My else. mind is putting together and calming down and and really compartmentalizing these other issues. And it is how I help deal with those things. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like a form of therapy for me. Um, also, too, um, I've always been really into fantastical worlds, storytelling. Um, I don't read as much as I should, but I've always liked reading. I like movies. I like TV. It's not just video games. Um, but in video games, I find that when you get into a world, you really get into it. Um, and un like a book, you have to use your imagination, which is great. But in a game, you have that whole world there for you, and you can explore. I love RPGs, and RPGs are all about story and d deep story, world-changing stories a lot of the times. And I just like that. Yeah. So I can't speak for any other gamer. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one who uses it like that. I know a lot of people just like it as a, something to distract themselves for a few minutes. It's just a fun fun hobby. Yeah. Um. And for me, video games are just more than that. It's it is a passion. It is. If I had to get rid of every other hobby and only have one, I'd always keep gaming. Yeah, and I feel like that's honestly most people too. Even if it's not gaming, for me, it was like when I needed to shut off my mind or something like had a crappy day. Came home, don't really feel like talking about it. Slap on a podcast. It was usually something where I don't even have to talk, but I'm listening to other people talk. And sometimes I don't even want to talk. I'm just listening to other people tell jokes, talk about movies they've seen, read comics. And that's exactly what you're taking your mind off your main problem. So, yeah, like you were saying, that might not be everybody's experience. Some people just might be, I like puzzles. <laughs> so they like video games. But, yeah, I feel like that's a good touch of, like, it makes sense why somebody would like that. It just brings you into something else and it's different for everybody some people it's sports and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah. and i never got that because <laughs> i was bad at <laughs> sports <laughs> i'm definitely not a sports guy but yeah plenty of people in my life always have been yeah good question good question yeah it was a good it was your question <laughs> good job good job oh wait no it was my question <laughs> it was your question it was your, it was your question back to me oh okay so we're we both, both good at questions good job, yeah. good job. Mm -hmm. um okay yeah that was that was a good uh good response question to my question yeah um so, as, as once again, as a non-gamer, looking at other people play video games, commercials, whatever, has there ever been a game that's interested you that you've never played? Uh, ooh, no. See, that's a good question. See, I'm wearing this shirt, but I always hear people talk about Metroid and that people love Metroid. And wasn't there like a new one that came out not even that long ago? People... Yeah. Or... Metro Gaga over it. I went all Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> oh, it. I heard. <laughs> no, that's always been like a franchise where it's like, obviously, like I played like clips, of, like the really old ones where it's like, whether it had been at an arcade or I don't even really remember where I could have played it, but I remember playing clips of it. I know what it is. I've never actually played it, even from start to beginning or anything like that. But that's always been one where... Yeah, I could see myself possibly getting into it, and it looks really interesting. Just never did. Hmm. Well, if you didn't know this, Super Metroid is my all-time favorite game. Whoa. So, I love Metroid. Um, so, I'm going to do you solid, and I'm going to let you borrow my SNES Classic. Nice. So that you can play Super Metroid. Um, Sweet. Plus a couple other games. So, it's an older, you know, it's obviously like a little emulator of an older console. Yeah. But... 
I'm not going to say Super Metroid is easy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but it is fantastic. So, and we can talk about that more later. Cool. But no, that definitely, your interest in Metroid is is valid because it is a very compelling series. Yeah. Um, that, that epic sci-fi style of game. And Samus is just an awesome character. Yeah. Some of the enemies are just extremely badass. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just no denying it. Like... They're just, they're cool games. So, yeah. and it's not like there haven't been a couple of hiccups along the road, but for the most part, the series is a complete solid, solid series. Nice. Um, I definitely think you, I, so we're going to talk about this in a bit. I wouldn't say Super Metroid is a game I would recommend to everybody because it is a little difficult. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't want to break your thing. <laughs> it, you, you won't break it. But I feel like if you have a little bit of interest in it, it's worth trying out. Cool. Um, and if you find it's not for you, I can beat it for you in just a couple hours. And, just, and, just and then I can tell is. people I did it. And then you can tell people how you show them that save file. Yeah. Uh-huh. So no, that's a good, it's honestly a fantastic one. So, nice. and just for anybody listening, this is pretty much all unscripted. No, <laughs> we did yeah. not go over questions before. So if he I sounds pronoun- like I pronounced so many words wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing perfect. So, um, I'm trying to think if I have any other questions for you. Uh, something else might come to mind, but as of right now, I wanted to move into something else. I kind of wanted. I, I wanted to suggest a couple of games. Okay. Um, that I felt like this is not. I was thinking about this for a little bit. So I grew up playing video games. I grew up in the and eh, I grew up in the Super Nintendo era, but I played a lot of NES games. And that era, looking back, is not an easy era of video games. Mm. Um, so it's really hard to be like I loved the original metroid on the nes go play it the game had no direction it is so hard like it's not very welcoming nowadays um so i was trying to think of games that both might be like iconic in extent in a sense but also accessible so this is the list i came up with and anybody listening they might disagree um (laughs) but i feel like it it kind of gives you a different vibe with a bunch of different types of games yeah the first one Actually, I'm not going to read them in the order I wrote them down. <laughs> the first one is a more recent game, um, and that's Mario Odyssey. So you're familiar with Mario yes. already. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario Odyssey is the most recent mainline Mario game that came out on the Switch uh, about four years ago. Okay. Um, have you ever played it? No. I've heard of it. Okay. I think you even recommended it to me before. Okay. Uh, that's I'm consistent then, because yes. I don't remember doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mario Odyssey, to me, it's, it's a 3D platformer. I don't feel, like I said, it, it is like I've been playing games my whole life, so sometimes my judgment might be off here, but I don't feel like it's too terribly difficult. Um, and the fact is, you have all of these um, moons that you can collect, um, but you don't need to get them all to move on. So sometimes you might find one that's a little harder than you want to put the effort into. You can skip that one and go on to another one. Yeah. Uh, the thing I love about the game is you have the hat mechanic where you get to take over different uh, enemies, including a T-Rex, uh, and you know stomp around the world. and cool. it's it's pretty cool, and that hat ability gives you all kinds of different ventures in the game. Mm-hmm. Each world was super cool. Um, like they were all very fun to explore and to look at. I I loved all of the challenges. I completed them all, um, but some of them are just more fun than others. Yeah. Um, it's it falls into the collectathon style of gameplay where there's a lot to do, a lot to collect, but you don't need to do it all. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, for being more recent, recent, it's a good entry into 3D Mario. Cool. Um, so I feel like that's a good one. I have, yeah. Now that you described the dinosaur thing, that was like I think <laughs> one of the biggest things too that they put maybe in the 
trailer that I've seen on commercials or even like on the cover where it's like, that looks really cool. Yeah. I want to be a Mario dinosaur. <laughs> the dinosaur sells everybody on the game. Yep, I think so. <laughs> so that's one I definitely think you should play. Cool. Um, we talked about Wii Sports a little bit. Yeah. Um, you've already played Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a moot point, but I feel like Wii Sports is just a good entry game. Oh, yeah, for to, sure. To absolutely anybody. Yep. That was the one... Yeah, we didn't own a Wii, but my grandparents, they owned a Wii. So whenever we went over, Mason and I would go down, play Wii Sports, baseball, bowling, boxing. So, yeah. And can I just say, too, that's the be- that was what was beautiful about the Wii. Yeah. You didn't own a Wii. Your grandparents owned a Wii. Which was so weird, but every grandparent, I feel, owns the Wii. Every grandparent owned <laughs> a Wii. That's where it stayed. <laughs> it's, it was an interesting... But a lot, and the cool thing about the Wii is... It did appeal to every aspect of gaming because there's a yep. lot of what you may say are hardcore gaming ga- gamer games on there, but it was very accessible with games like Carnival Games and Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like if you have access to a Wii, Wii Sports is a great entry title for anybody who wants to play gaming or get into gaming and have something that's accessible right off the bat because it's straightforward. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's fun to do in groups. The whole yeah, when I said me, Mason and I used to do it. It was. All of us. <laughs> Grandparents would come down. My parents would both come down. We'd all play it together. So yeah. it's 100%, great. 100% the beautiful thing about that game. And you already I didn't have it on this list, but you already talked about Rock Band. And oh, I feel man. like Rock Band falls into that same category there. Oh, yeah. Where there's nothing cooler than feeling like you're actually playing guitar or playing oh, the drums. or So many memories of that. That yeah. was like one of the ones, yeah, that really got me into it. Going to... There's rock band parties. Like people would do karaoke parties. There was rock band parties where you go over the Bornikis, who are neighbors of ours. We'd go over to their huge group of people and we'd all just like sing our hearts out to Black Hole Sun and be jamming to that. True. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. I, yeah, I, I still busted out even like shortly before the wedding. I think that was also a good stress reliever too. <laughs> just oh, yeah. be yeah, just upstairs and playing guitar, even just by myself. It was a lot of fun. So I hundred percent agree. I I always think of the golden age of gaming as like Super Nintendo sixty four GameCube. Yeah. But there is something to be said, like at the time I never would have realized it, but I look back at the time period of the rock band and guitar hero hangouts with absolute fondness yeah and at the time i never would i don't think i would have ever thought that yeah such a great game of like how they came up with it and everything it's and it holds up mm -hmm. so it's awesome i wish they do a new one just so we have it accessible on newer consoles there was a i read an article even like not that long ago because i'm not kidding i got obsessed with rock band like within the last like few months or so i'm doing everything looking up how to find if you still have rock band right now keep it (laughs) that thing's going insane amounts on ebay so keep it and yeah i thought i read something that there could be it could be coming back or could be an extension pack to other games that you might have so i hope so fingers crossed (laughs) i really hope so because i miss that time period i really do and i think it's a good time now obviously um during the height of COVID, when everybody was stuck at home, probably would have been the best time. But yeah. even now, like afterwards, I think it's still a good time. Yeah. Say afterwards, like it's over, but it's hopefully soon. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> People could be listening to this in the future. That's true. And they'll be like, what's COVID? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So another one, just in the realm of something you're probably familiar with, uh, would be, uh, I kind of feel like Zelda's a pretty good... Um, game for anybody who wants to play an action adventure game with some puzzles yeah that is not too complex it's not like they're easy because they're far from yeah but there is a level of uh user friendliness to zelda Mm -hmm. and specifically 
I feel like Ocarina of Time is a game that anybody should play, but Ocarina of Time is not as accessible, even though it is on the Switch um, online now, so you do have that option. Um, but Breath of the Wild yeah, is I, a fantastic game. That's always one where it's like any gamer that tells you a game to play, they usually tell you. You've told me that. Avery Westmark's told me that. Jordan's told me that. Almost everyone's like, you don't play games, you need to play this at yeah. least. I feel like a lot of people that I, I... I use the word no lightly, but people that I've seen on... Like, even online, people who don't claim to be gamers have played Breath of the Wild and are just... It's a very engrossing game. Yeah. And unlike other games in the genre, it's uh, welcoming to newcomers. It's not a lot of... There's not a lot of craziness going on. It's very straightforward in what it has for you to do. And you just explore and find stuff. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful game. So, it, hands down, I kind of feel like... I, I There's a part of me that wants to suggest Ocarina of Time, but I do feel like Breath of the Wild is more user-friendly today. Yeah. Um, but it's a game I would definitely recommend. Nice. To, to a newcomer, Check especially. So, as far as RPGs go... I feel like I couldn't not have an RPG on this. And a lot of people tend to think that RPGs means complex. I don't necessarily feel like that has to be the case. There are some. Like, I would never suggest Xenoblade Chronicles 2 to a newcomer because it is extremely complex. <laughs> but um, I kind of feel like Final Fantasy VII is the perfect RPG for a newcomer to RPGs. Because the story is extremely well done and very appealing. Yeah. The gameplay is straightforward. Turn-based RPG. Um, there's not... There is depth, but not so much so that if you don't pick it up right away, or even ever, if you don't really catch on to some of the the more fine details, you can still play the game and move on. And I just feel like, as far as RPGs go, it's it's considered one of the best of all time. <laughs> and it's just, it's not, I don't feel like it's that hard for a newcomer if you're interested in that genre of gaming. Yeah. So this is where I would only recommend this to somebody who is looking for either specifically an rpg or something very story heavy mm -hmm. um are you familiar with final fantasy much no i thought that was kingdom hearts that's why i opened my ipad <laughs> no <laughs> well to be fair uh kingdom hearts had final fantasy characters in it oh really it was made by the square enix um it was just they, their original sales pitch back when it came out was it's disney meets final fantasy so like huh. donald and goofy were your companions but along oh. the way you'd meet characters from different final fantasy games. okay so it was an easy thing to be confused on because there's some accuracy to it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, but I love RPGs. So like I said, they're not for everybody because they tend to be very long, you know, 40 hours easy, um, sometimes a lot longer, but lots of depth and really good stories. Nice. You ready for one more? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Give me all of them. So this one <laughs> is once again, it's a little niche because not everybody would be into this genre, but I feel like if you are or even remotely interested in it, this is a fantastic game, and it's Stardew Valley. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. <laughs> so Stardew Valley is a farming sim. How fun does that sound to you? Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who would ever think that farming would be fun? Um, so I'm going to suggest... Farmers. <laughs> <laughs> probably not even them. Um, so here's what makes Stardew Valley fun. I can't even truly explain it, but the game... It's based off of Harvest Moon, which was another farming sim. But there is something... It's very relaxed. So it is a very easygoing game. 
And you do. You get a farm, you raise crops, you raise animals. These are things that on paper do not sound fun. But as you're doing things and you're earning this money so that you can expand your house, so that you can go out and you're building relationships and you're getting to know the townspeople and then you can get married and then you get married and then you're continuing to build and expand your farm and you're adding a barn where you can even raise dinosaurs in it. And then next thing you know, you're married and then you have a kid and then you're moving on. You're expanding the town. You're doing new things. You're opening up new possibilities. I will never in a million years say farming simulators are for everybody, <laughs> but Stardew Valley is a ton of fun. It's probably huh. my, one of my most played games the last 10 years. Where do you play it on? Anything. Oh, really? You could probably get it on, on an iPad now, oh. but it's on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. It's on uh, PC. Hmm. I think you can get it on phones or on tablets. Hmm. It's super accessible. You have to go into it with an open mind because it is, like I said, it's kind of odd to think like a farming simulator could be fun, but there is something about the fact that it's not just the farming simulating, it is the fishing, it is the, <laughs> it's the building the relationships, it's yeah. the it's the figuring out what who likes what item. Like you give something, gift somebody something and they hate it, or you give something, you don't like somebody, you just give them crap all the time. You give them garbage just to tick them off. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just the things you can do in the game. I love giving people garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and you can literally do that. Nice. So I, like I said, it's a hard game on paper to explain to somebody why it's so fun, but there, the complexity is minimal. Once you figure out the basics, um, you just go through your day and you, you water your plants, you go out and you make, you make friendships. There's a cave you can go in and slay monsters and dig <laughs> further and go try to get as far as you can. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of stuff in the game. It's way better than it has any right to be. But like I said, to somebody who doesn't has never seen it, it's really hard to explain a game where you do work as being fun. You know, yeah. like who would want a job where they go out and who would want a game where they go out and they do their job? Yeah, you know, it doesn't sound oh, fun, but sometimes it can be. Yeah. I'm still selling window coverings. <laughs> <laughs> so those are five games that I feel like, depending on the genre you're looking into, I feel like any newcomer to gaming could be into any of those games. Yeah, that's a good list. Yeah. Um, and like I said, many people might disagree with me here. I had one other game that I was going to mention, but I couldn't mention it in my top five because I've never played this game. But Whoa. I, I was trying to find a list of like the top... I was trying to look for a top five list of like games for newcomers or games for non-gamers i couldn't find one yeah but i did find conversations discussions um small articles where they talked about some games that were good entry points and one that was on almost every one of these lists was portal uh, oh okay so you've heard of it heard of it so, tried it almost broke the xbox because <laughs> of it oh my goodness okay so apparently that's incorrect they were incorrect but it was beautiful the music is awesome to it the premise of it and like the story of it seems really cool yeah i mean i guess i'll recommend it <laughs> but <laughs> but it made me break my xbox yeah so i'm down one xbox because <laughs> of it but again that could only be me so i know plenty of people give it raging reviews so. yeah i mean i've always heard good things i like I, i've said it i think i just said it recently in one of the episodes i regret that i've never played it mm -hmm. i do want to i know they're releasing it soon on the switch and i'm going to but yeah. i saw that and i felt like maybe i'll mention it just because it seemed like a common thread like between these conversations was portal is a good game to have a newcomer play yeah mention the guardians of the galaxy game and then maybe i'll play that it's fantastic i wouldn't say it's a yeah. great game for a newcomer but oh, you, okay here's the thing though as somebody who's not necessarily a gamer you are a nerd 
Yeah. Well, you you love comic books. You love other forms of pop culture. Yep. So that not is... a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I, I are you saying I'm not cool because I'm a nerd? Uh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is, like, play what speaks to you. Yeah. I think... it, it goes back to what I was saying, where it's like I always looked for stuff that at least somewhat interested me, whether it been like a Batman game, Mario, something, but um. Once I knew that came out and you and Alex were actually talking about it, I'm like, that's something that would really get me interested. Guardians of the Galaxy game was my game of the year last year. Yeah. It's, and I would be lying. I like the movies. I've never read the comics. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a casual fan. I would yeah. never claim to be a big fan. I think of, that was everybody before the movies. Yeah, no one knew who the, they were. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I like it. I love yeah. the second Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Oh, But I too. still do not claim to be... A big fan. Yeah. The game is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> super fun. It's one of the most fun experiences I've had in a while. Nice. Um, I feel like if it's something that speaks to you, you definitely should play it. Cool. I really do. But just like we said, I do feel like that's a good like general rule of thumb. If something looks speaks to you, why not give it a try? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the worst that happens? You don't like it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you maybe you're off somebody. <laughs> don't buy it at 60 bucks if you think you're No, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just... Gaming as a culture is just like not there's no single person where every game is for every person. Yeah. I love gaming. I probably fall closest into that category, but I still don't play a lot of racing games, sports games, or fighting games. Yeah. Those are three genres that just even when they look really good, a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, I bought Dragon Ball Fighters. I probably played it for an hour because I just suck at fighting games. Yeah. So, and they always remind me, <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that, how terrible I am at them. But that doesn't mean that you don't like fighting games. Doesn't mean that yeah. once you start playing them, you aren't good at it, you know? Yeah. But if something speaks to you, just give it a go. Yeah. I think that's a good premise for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, on that note, do you have any other questions? Anything else about as a newbie in the gaming world that you would like to ask? Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. You think they're going to make fun of me on this episode? (laughs) Well, I'm not going to make fun of you on this episode. Well, that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think people are going to like this. And like I said, like, I just really enjoyed the fact that you even wanted to be on here. Like you were very honest about the fact that you are not a gamer, but you like the idea of coming on here and talking about games nonetheless. And to me, that's kind of what this is all about it was about having people on here that want to talk about video games yeah. whether you're a hardcore gamer or you're just getting into it or you have no desire to play but you still want to know what people think about stuff so yeah definitely like i said it's always cool to find people that like certain stuff even if it's not what i like it's really cool to talk about people's interests so always down for that yeah well, I, I really appreciate it. So, and hopefully you've learned something, maybe even a game you might end up playing after this talking. Yeah, I'm going to play that Mario Dinosaur one. <laughs> I don't know any of names of games, so I'm going to play Mario Dinosaur, Guardians of the Galaxy, Link. I don't know. The, and... <laughs> hey, you gotta, at least it, well, you didn't say Zelda. Okay, good. So, I'm going to stop there before I mess something else <laughs> up. Probably Rock Band. I'm going to so go back to Rock you're Band. You're trying to tell me you're not going to play the farming simulator. <laughs> no matter how hard I try to sell you on it. You did a hard sell. <laughs> we'll see. I'll give you we'll see. Nah, nah, I don't blame you. It's not for everybody. Watch a trailer, though. It does sound interesting. It's way more fun than it sounds on paper. Yeah. I promise. No. I highly recommend 
it to people if you're saying it's good. So <laughs> thank you. Just go around and tell other people to play yeah. it. <laughs> Chris said it's good. Don't I'm not if saying it sucks, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, blame him. Yeah. <laughs> you said something about farms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. But that's between you and him now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So well, either way, man, I really appreciate you coming on here. It's been a lot of fun just being able to talk and kind of like pick your brain a little bit and get to know what it I know this sounds stupid, but just to get to know what somebody who isn't into games but kind of appreciates the culture of it kind of know what you're thinking and know how you feel about this in the podcast so yeah, hey definitely. speaking of you gonna keep listening to the podcast even after being on here no <laughs> just kidding well, it was well fun. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah definitely i'm gonna yeah like i said i was listening before you even asked me to be on it so i was excited when you asked that i could if i wanted to be on an episode i was naturally a fan so Nice. Yeah, definitely going to keep listening. Well, maybe in the future, after you've played some more games and some of the games I've recommended, we can have a follow-up episode <laughs> Strictly where we farm. just talk about how great my suggestions were. Sweet. I would love that. <laughs> I played so much farming simulator. Oh, I love farming. Uh, <laughs> I'm a real farmer. I quit now. my day job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll go ahead and conclude it. Um, but once again, thank you for coming on here. Yeah. Um, and then keep in mind, uh, you can follow me at xbuttongaming on Instagram and xbuttongaming1 uh, on Twitter. And remember to always press X to continue. 